Warning, the stories you're about to hear are detailed accounts of shenanigans, pranks, and some mistakes that are meant to replicate the sort of discussions that veterans have when they reunite over a cold beverage and do not depict the professional daily actions of the military at large. We hope to make you laugh, but not to disrespect our proud men and women in uniform. Listener discretion is advised. Camo Comedy, where we take a humorous look at the lighter side of military service. We got a big show for you today, but before we jump into it, if you like what we're doing here, give us a subscribe, give us a follow, whatever they call it on your podcasting platform. And while you're at it, give us a five-star rating, write us a review, as that makes us more relevant in the algorithm and boosts the overall visibility of the show. But word-of-mouth advertising is just oh so powerful, so if you tell some friends, I will love you forever. Okay, let's jump into the show. I am your host, Aaron Wolf. Joining me today is Call Sign Cheeks. Cheeks, thanks for being here today, man. Absolutely. I always have fun when I'm here. And uh, remember, everybody, spread cheeks, not hate. Fucking A. If people just did that a lot more often, we'd have a much less hateful world. Agreed. Many more cheeks spread, happier people. Dude, I got a great story for you. So check this out. There was an Air Force chief, right? And he was known for flipping out. Yes. So if you're a senior enlisted, you flip out. That's just that's part of the, the job, right? Absolutely. It's one of the, the prerequisites so if to get If you're promoted. really known for it, if you give epic tantrums, then it's saying something. For sure. So this guy, like I said, he was known for flipping out. So he was trying to get his his group of guys some special training, right? And it required a special, special funding request. So he had this financial guy that was working for him and they got the bad news from the higher headquarters. They're like, hey man, we're not going to be able to, to fund this. So he's just waiting for the end of the day. He's just like, you know what? I don't need to be taking any shrapnel for this whole thing. As they say, work smarter, not harder, right? <laughs> so he waits till a couple hours after lunch. He says, okay, I just got to rip the Band-Aid off, goes into the chief's office and says, hey, chief, I got some bad news for you. Chief automatically just perks up in his desk and he's like, what? It's like, well, we heard from the wing today. They're not going to be funding this special training for our guys. The chief's like, those motherfuckers, how the fuck are we supposed to get ready for war if these pussies over there aren't going to be funding the training that we need? Fuck them. He's sweeping stuff off his desk. He had like little army men on display or something like that. <laughs> He's kind of like throwing them. He's like, these motherfuckers. Financial guy's like, okay, this is none of my business. So he just goes down the hallway back to his office and shuts the door. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, exactly. He's just like, all right, I know how the chief is. We're just going to let him do his thing. He's going to you know, be freaking out. So this goes on for a few minutes and the chief's storming up and down the hallway. Those fucking pussies over there. Fuck them. He's pointing out to where the headquarters building is. He's like, <laughs> these fucking cocksuckers, this and that. Anyway, so he's getting ready to leave for the day, the financial guy, that is. And all of a sudden, he's seeing like people kind of stick their heads out of their office. And he's just kind of pointing. He's like, ah, get back in your office. You don't want to take any shrapnel here. There was a, a junior enlisted guy that's usually a pretty laid back guy. He looks a little distraught. And he storms out of his office and comes into the financial guy's office and sits down. And he's like, hey, man, what's the deal? Like, are you okay? And he's like, no. And like I said, he's a pretty calm guy and the chief's known to flip out. So it's not necessarily out of the ordinary. Right. wasn't directed at him. So yeah. it was kind of like it begs the question, what's going on? He's just like, I was on the phone with my mental health assessment. Now, for those of you who might not know, every year you got to go through a physical in the military where you got to go get your immunizations. You got to be checked out physically and mentally. Right. And there are 
hundreds of thousands, if not millions of military members that need a mental health assessment oh, yeah. all of the time, right? Every year. So they contract it out and it could be an office or it could be a phone call, right? And since it's part of your responsibilities to make sure that you are fit for duty, you can do it during business hours right. and it can be a phone call. So right after somebody lights a bag of dog shit on fire and then walks out of the office. <laughs> I guess. So th- this junior enlisted guy, he had just scheduled it for that day. And just by happenstance, he has shut the door. He was talking, you know, to these, to the psychiatrist or whoever, and just saying like, Hey, you know, everything's going good. And then he's here like, just down the hallway. Fuck them! Fucking pussies! Door like crashing sounds, all this other kind of stuff like that. The psychiatrist on the other end of the phone is like, is, is that happening on your end? <laughs> you know, the junior enlisted guy's caught in a little bit of a quandary because he knows this is his boss's boss's boss, right? Oh, yeah. And he's not really trying to get anybody in trouble, and it's kind of par for the course, but I don't know that necessarily that, you know, the mental health people would see it that way so he definitely don't think they would see it that way yeah exactly so he's he's just trying to play it tight to the vest and and give them you know honest answers but not anything else that they don't need so the mental health assessment lady was like that's going on on your end and he goes yes (laughs) and (laughs) he's kind of listening and you can hear like the 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 chief's voice getting louder as he's coming closer to his office and then getting, you know, softer as he's getting further away. And there's like uh, every once in a while, there's a crashing sound and like these fucking pussies, you know, you can kind of hear this audibly on the phone. Is is that a supervisor? And he's like, oh my God, fuck me. (laughs) Yes. Cough twice if you're in danger. (laughs) (laughs) Right? So, and and then again, he's in this very awkward situation and he's like, uh, Yes, this is a supervisor. And then the the mental health lady was like, it sounds like this guy needs to go back to leadership school. No comment, right? right and then so he he's, ba- to say to that. he's just trying to mop up everything and just be like, listen, I'm good. I can't help the fact that my boss likes to flip out every once in a while. He just gets it out of his system and then that's business, right? Yeah. And so he's kind of blowing off steam as he's telling this to the the financial guy. And the financial guy's kind of laughing because he's really fun in the humor. And he's like, Do yeah. you realize like the just like the different instances that it took <laughs> in order for all of these lines to cross exactly at the same time because he got the you know the the financial guy got the information like earlier that day probably just before lunch as if i'm remembering the story correctly so if he had told him at that time this yeah, wouldn't happen exactly right i love an epic flip out sometimes you just got to scream it out right exactly you got to get it out of your system man yeah speaking of getting stuff out of your system so <laughs> this story man oh this my one, god that's always a great way to it, yeah. start a story okay it is right this one whip it on me man what do you got this one blows my nipples off okay so <laughs> So we'll call this guy uh, Willie B. All right. All right. So Willie B, E5 level sergeant. And then he's got a couple friends that are staff sergeant level from being in the military. And you, you build relationships quickly when you're in the military, obviously. You go into training, deployments, and all that stuff. And you just you get real close to people real fast. Because you right. have to, because you're in these intimate situations all yeah. the time. Yeah. Well, Willie B is going somewhere for training. He calls up a couple friends. He's like, hey, I don't want to pay for a hotel. You know, this is voluntary, yada, yada, yada. Right. If I, if I, can, I, can I stay at you guys' place just for a couple nights? They're like, yeah, 
Absolutely. Yeah. So E5, Willie B is like, hey, can I stay? E6, husband and wife are like, yeah, of course you can. No worries. Give them a spot on the couch. They're all hanging out, having some drinks, right? Yeah, they get to catch up. Yeah, they get to catch up. It's a good time, all right. right? Well, it comes to that point where it's like, all right, it's time to go to bed. Like, you got shit to do in the morning. I got shit to do in the morning. So right. husband and wife go to bed. Well, uh, Willie B apparently had some shit he had to work out because when as soon as she, the, the couple goes to bed... No time for the house to settle down. Probably like 15 seconds later. Oh, shit. I forgot my water bottle. Wife comes outside and this dude is on the couch just taint slapping going ham. Oh, my God. So he's beating it. He is beating it, right? And he's a big boy. All right? He's a big boy. We're 15 t- seconds. I don't even have my shoes off no. yet before you're going to bed, right? right. This you don't guy, even have time to sit down on the bed. Yeah. like that. Oh, is this breaking any kind of a rule where you're just saying, like, maybe you should let it breathe for a second? It, you know, there like, should be an unwritten rule about that, I would, I, I, I would think. I guess, but dude, hey, uh, look, in Willie B's defense, he saw a window of opportunity and he took it. Hey, that's I respect what they, that. That's what they teach you in the military, right? When you see right. a window, you have to take it. Targets exactly. of opportunity. Absolutely, man. Targets of opportunity. So I've got a great story for you. This happens. This story takes place back in the 1980s at a nuke base. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, as you can well imagine, the security at a nuke base is extraordinarily secure. Right. So they've got sensors like every five inches or something crazy like this. And anytime a sensor goes off, they have to send a team out to inspect the area just to make sure nothing is going on. Right. Wow. These guys are working a night shift and they had an ongoing problem with wildlife, particularly rabbits. (laughs) Rabbits were getting into the wire and they were setting off all these guys sensors like 50, 60 times a night. And And there's no like... Discre- like you have to go check that, right? I, no, yeah, no. There's, there's no. From what I understand, you don't get any discretion. Like, ah, that's the rabbits because the second that you start blowing stuff off, that's when it's Al Qaeda or that's when it's right. the Russians or whoever, right? Um, what kind of rabbits guys. were these? I have no idea. Were like they, they were, recon rabbits? Ah, I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> the recon rabbits. Yeah. Hey, all the more reason to send out a team. Yeah, check no it out shit. because you don't know who they're reporting back to. That's valid. So anyway, these guys got sick and tired of getting interrupted 60 times a night or whatever it was. And they've got to go out. It takes a couple times to do a full on sweep and declare, hey, it was a rabbit or hey, right. it was the wind or, you know, whatever. So they go out there and they're like, look, enough of this. This stops today. <laughs> right. So these dickheads. Right. Yeah. The next time they work, they decide they're going to sneak in some air rifles. Oh, okay. And they're like, so they go out there in the field and they wait for the rabbits and they smoke like six, <laughs> seven, eight of these rabbits in one night. And then they just dust their hands off and they're like, our work is done here. Nothing right. to see here. Fucking Elmer Fudd style. <laughs> Wabbit they waste all these rabbits, the recon <laughs> rabbits, whatever the fuck they are. Doesn't matter. Anyway, when they leave for the day, all these rabbits are lying dead in the field. So when day shift comes in, they see a field of dead rabbits and automatically they're like, oh my God, we've got a nuke leak somewhere. Oh, so God. they send out these guys in like the space suits with Geiger counters and everything like that. Oh. And they're, they're going out there, they're inspecting the area because canary in the coal mine, yeah. usually wildlife, stuff like that will start dying first. So they go out there and once they get up on the rabbits, it's really obvious that they're shot yeah. and not radiated. So they're like, okay. And, and like when, when you find this situation, shot rabbits yeah inside the wire yeah you can do some very simple math to figure out who the fuck is responsible for this (laughs) so 
I don't the have all of the details. To take a nap. Exactly. I don't have all the details, but I know heads rolled, people paid yeah. at dear price. Like what in the fuck? Or like if you're going to be a dickhead about it, you could have at least picked up the fucking rabbits after yourself. I see. I like to think of this this story as a. Uh, like lower enlisted going up to to upper enlisted be like hey we got this rabbit problem and they're like fuck you check it you're lazy and they're yeah. like all right bet and then this is how they solve the problem <laughs> that you know knowing military guys that very well could have been how they solve things because people in the military i mean we have a lot of very you know bright and intelligent people that are in the military but everybody's got a dumbass attack everybody like works with somebody that you're just like how the fuck did this guy get it right and that kind of thing so so keeping in with the night shift theme right this story is i love night shifters oh everything good happens fucking savages and full of boredom which makes for funny stories it does it does night shift is the best so uh, this is uh, air force security forces military police equivalent and uh there's a, a male and a female at the guard shack, right? At the, the front gate where nobody ever comes in or out because it's night shift where yeah, nothing happens. After hours. After and, hours, yeah. right? So after like one o'clock when all the, the drunk people come through and get back to their barracks and stuff, there's not really much to do. Right. Well, this chick, she's at the guard shack and she's in a, a sea of dudes, right? Being in security forces, the military police style. She is a chick in a sea of dudes. All right. Set the scene here. Okay. So we're at the guard shack, bored out of our skulls. Lottie, dottie, dottie. Dude at the guard shack's like, hey, what's that over there? And he sees a giant spider. Oh, God. And you can see where this is going. Oh, yes. Right? He goes, he corrals the spider in some manner in his hands or Tupperware container. I'm not quite sure. And he proceeds to chase this girl around the guard shack. <laughs> the entirety of of this whole story right he's chasing her around yada 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 run around she's trying to get out of the guard shack he's locking the doors she's bouncing off the walls he's running after her during this her mic keys up like her radio keys right up, right and it doesn't stop so she's got a hot mic during all of this yeah. right so everybody over at the um like the dispatch and right. upper echelon who has all of their radios anybody who has access to radios yeah everybody yeah who has a radio and it is on oh god is just hearing no stop don't get it out get it away from me don't do that and i'm sure if there's a spider this is like shrieking oh yes so it sounds this is like a seinfeld or above seinfeld level of misunderstanding oh god yes right so, yeah oh, on the other god. end of the no god stop please get out of me oh my god <laughs> that is all you hear yeah that's it i i yeah i would know what i would be thinking if you hear that over the radio it's really easy to take it the wrong way so everybody who's got a radio now is in a police car running lights and sirens were these two friends oh of course they were okay yeah okay they were just fucking with each other absolutely these semantics only happen with friends yeah (laughs) otherwise i'm sure some bows would have been thrown and somebody probably would have drawn a gun exactly so everybody who's got a cop car now is haul assing to the main gate all right okay they bust in through the main gate they take this dude throw him a against the wall holding him up by his collar like old school bully style what the fuck did you do to her what the fuck did you do to her she's like no no stop don't it was a joke it was a spider don't do that it it was a spider (laughs) it was a spider (laughs) i would be fucking pissed yeah what the fuck (laughs) so (laughs) looks like we have ourselves a misunderstanding correct that's awkward as fuck right so they they slowly lower this guy down and they're like, hey, buddy. Hey, man. Hey, pal. Straighten out his collar, <laughs> fix his uniform, kind of dust him off like, our bad. Yeah. <laughs> a fucking spider? <laughs> and he's like, so you thought I was a raper, huh? Yeah. That really sets an awkward tone for the rest of the night or week right. or month. Yeah. Uh, forever. Yeah, forever. Yeah. <laughs>
Hey, thanks for checking out the Camo Comedy Show podcast. If you like what we're doing here and you want to participate in this community, there are many different ways that you can contribute. First and foremost, tell somebody about the show. Word of mouth advertising is very powerful, and we really appreciate you for helping us out. If you have any funny military stories of your own or know somebody who does, with their permission, of course, you can contribute those stories via email at stories at camocomedy.com. That's stories, S-T-O-R-I-E-S, at C-A-M-M-O-C-O-M-E-D-Y dot com. Or if you're not too good at the internets, drop us a voicemail at area code 531-222-6146. That's area code 531-222-6146. That's right. We're giving away our phone number. We want funny military stories from all eras. So if you're not from a generation that's heavily online, we don't want there to be a barrier for participation. We have a lot of big plans for this show and building this community to support veterans. We will announce here soon. So stay tuned. All right. I'm going to go have a nice spicy bullet chili. Later. your host Aaron Wolf. Joining me today is Call Sign Blindside. Blindside, thanks for coming back, man. It's always a pleasure to have you in studio. Hey, great to be here, Aaron. Looking forward to it. It's gonna be a good time. Fuck yeah. All right, so <clears throat> so what do you got for me today, man? Well, I got another story that takes us back to the good old days of the Air Force. Hell yeah. 
Picture this 1980s? Oh, yeah, 1980s Europe. Okay. Okay. Now, over there, it was used to be the way that discipline is a lot different in the military in those days than it is now because yeah. now you do something wrong, it's a career ender. What I mean by that, they just document and put you out. Right. Well, back in the day, they used to, I wouldn't say, they can't call it punishment, but they found things for you to do. Yeah, there was a way of punishing you without, like, punishing you. Right. If you were a good person, good troop overall, yeah, they just wanted to straighten you out. And that's kind of what they did. It mentored you in the way how you should be mentored. Right. Okay. Well, picture this story. There's You're young, like 19 years old. There's bars everywhere. Yeah. You've got money. It's Europe, too. Like yeah, Europe. The there's drinking all kinds age of fun things to do. There's no drinking age. Yeah. If you can walk in, you can drink. So <laughs> you're not thinking. Yeah. Okay, well, I had this classic motorcycle, 1954 BMW. Oh, shit. Nice. You know, I bought it over there, and it was cool. Yeah. Mechanical brakes, not real fast, didn't stop real well. <laughs> but, you know, mechanical Still. brakes. But it was a good time. Yeah. Well, being young and stupid, you don't think you go out and you drink. Yeah. And you drink a lot. But then you yeah. get on your motorcycle and you go for rides because you're invincible. You're 19 yeah. years old. Sure. Nothing's going to happen to you. It happens to the other guy. Yeah, exactly. All right. So it's, it's a typical night where I've got a weekend off. The perfect storm's lined up. Yeah. Well, I had a place off base, me and a couple of buddies, and also lived on the dorms too. When you live in the dorms, we called it ghosting. Why did you call it ghosting? Well, it was called basically you you had to pay out of your pocket to live off base. Okay. Because you were assigned a dorm room because you didn't get paid to live off base. We just did it out of our own pocket. Yeah. Because it was nice to get away from the military. Sure. And live like a civilian a little bit. Just yeah. not under the somebody's thumbnail. Right, right, right. You know, if you wanted to leave your bed ma- unmade, you made it, left it unmade. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah. so anyway, drunk, 19-year-old. Right. Classic motorcycle. Yeah. It's probably, who knows, three, three o'clock in the morning. I have no idea. Yeah. I didn't remember the situation. I just know people telling the story afterwards. <laughs> huh. So I go uh, rolling up to the main gate and the gal I knew, you know, she's pretty cool working the gate guard. Yeah. Well, she comes out, check my ID or whatever. Yeah. Well, I'm so drunk, I forget to put my foot down. I just fall over on the motorcycle, passed out stone cold. Boom. Don't know a thing about it, right? Yeah. But hearing after the fact, basically, they had to get me up, get me to my dorm room, get my motorcycle over there out of the way. Yeah. Well, I don't know this has even happened. Oh, shit. Next morning, you're 19 years old. You wake up. Hey, you're ready to go. Wake up, a little bit hungover. Yeah. Look on the mirror, and it says on there with Sharpie, come see me. Master Sergeant, you know, we'll I'm not going to say his name. Yeah. Billy. Anyway. <laughs> Master Sergeant Come Billy. see me is like, oh my God, oh, what fuck. did I do? Yeah. You know you fucked up. I knew because I, I knew like I was that. out. Oh, fuck. I knew I was on my motorcycle. Yeah. I'm not hurt. What happened? Right. So like, oh my God. Also not arrested, which is and a good thing. Let me talk a little bit about this guy. If you look in the history of the Air Force, there's a th- thing of uh, people that are called air commandos in Vietnam. Yeah. They wore berets, didn't make them badass, but these they kind of were. They right. basically flew missions and did all kinds of stuff, you know, in Vietnam. They weren't like special forces creeping in the woods and stuff, but yeah. they'd land on these little remote airstrips and have to defend the aircraft if they had to. And, okay. You know. That's so pretty sweet. He's, he's an old crusty badass. Yeah. When I mean, crusty when you're seven or 19 years old, crusty's 37. Probably like 30. <laughs> you know what I mean? 37. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> but uh, yeah. anyway, so I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I got to see this guy. Yeah. So I go up there and go to his office. Yeah. And he goes, well, old Airman Blindside. Yeah. <laughs> so, guess what? I think the problem is 
you got too much time on your hands. I think I'm going to help you out. Fuck yeah. So we worked these schedules that were six days on. Okay. Three days off. We worked three swings, three mids, three days off. Okay. It was a weird cycle like that. Yeah. And then they also had day shift. Yeah. I was on day shift at one other time too. There's some more stories on that. But anyway, so it was probably like the next six or eight weeks now it's summertime. Yeah. Over in Europe. And everyone was having a great time. Me, every day I've got off, he had something for me to do. I was picking up cigarette butts. I was painting. I was sweeping. You ever heard stories of mopping in the rain? He didn't have me do that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's good. Yeah. But you hear (laughs) that story. It was that kind of stuff. Just dumb stuff stuff yeah. out in the public's eye i'm out there doing dumb stuff yeah and you knew it was punishment they couldn't call it punishment it was volunteered work right absolutely. But they, they, they could have kicked you out these days they'd kick you out oh yeah for an alcohol related incident yeah definitely man well i mean in a lot of ways i really like that old school method of of correcting people because a lot of those guys that got in trouble like there's so many guys that get that that correction and turn out to be really good like later on down the road it yeah, was I good can, to invest in them i can honestly say that this guy probably saved my life because i was on a path to nowhere. yeah definitely that's uh, that's a good story with a good ending yeah. uh, other than like making some mistakes but hey 19 year olds usually do that kind of stuff but i'm glad you had a good you know uh, a good role model that was correcting you and, and things like that 